Welcome to That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. Today, we're talking pursuing your dreams. Everybody has them. Some of us suppress them, others, well, may have given up already. My guest today, Michelle McKinney, is the dream architect. She specializes in helping women push past their fear to create a bolder vision for themselves. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you, I'm so glad to be here. Excited <laughs> about our <laughs> conversation today. Oh, all right, so let's hop into yes. Dream Architect. Break yes. that down for me, what does that mean? All right, so the background on that is that my father, they had a family business and it was a construction business. Okay. So I grew up very early on, kind of in that space. Um, and when I created Dreams Unleashed, um, you know, mm -hmm. A lot of people use the term life coach and I was using coach and all those kinds of things and I still use the term coach. But when I think about an architect, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever a person is getting ready to build a home, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just have the vision in your, in your head that I'm gonna go build this house and all right, come on house, let's go, <laughs> right? That doesn't happen right. like that. If you want the house to stand on good ground, mm -hmm. you wanna be able to bring in an architect that can really get the big vision and the picture for what you want okay. and help you to create the strategic plan or the blueprint to be able to make it happen. And so once that architect, you know, kind of helps you to lay out what the vision is up here, mm -hmm. then it's like, all right, let's go get the general contractor. Let's get the people that we need mm -hmm. to be able to make it happen. So that's a dream architect. <laughs> uh, how have you built your own dreams? So I would say, so officially Dreams Unleashed has been in business for three years. But prior to okay. that, I have always had women in some capacity at my house, in a library, <laughs> in the in a, like a little meetup room of a grocery mm -hmm. store, wherever I could find a space okay. to be able just to talk about whatever their needs were, concerns, and things like that. I had no idea that it was coming to the space of, of Dreams Unleashed, mm -hmm. but I just followed my path, just like everybody else. You know, you whatever it is that we're doing, we're doing sometimes, we think okay. that it may not have intention or purpose, mm -hmm. but everything always lines up. There is purpose and intention for everything that we do and every place that we land. Now, is our purpose connected to our dreams? I think that it should be, okay. but so from, so the way that I look at it mm -hmm. a lot of times, and I always invite people to wherever they are comfortable, right? For me, I look at it from a faith perspective. And so there are dreams that Michelle McKinney has that I'm like, girl, I wanna get that Land Rover, right? <laughs> That's what I desire, okay. those are Michelle's desires, okay. right? But then I believe that there are these things that I consider to be God-given dreams. Those are things that are bigger than me. Those are things that whenever I line myself up and use the gifts that have been naturally given to me mm -hmm. and that passion that's inside of me to be able to solve a problem that exists in the world, okay. those are what I consider to be God-given dreams that are aligned with my purpose. That before Michelle was ever created, I think that you know God had a thought that this, or knew that this problem was going to exist. Right. So, and this is my Michelle creative mind, that you know this problem is going to exist and so I'm gonna create a Michelle McKinney mm -hmm. who is going to, on assignment, help to solve this problem. Now, the deal is that even though I have all this in me, it's up to me to answer the call yes. for the assignment, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. there are a lot of us who are walking about day to day and are just existing for the most part, yeah. doing stuff, doing a lot of stuff. A lot of us. But not necessarily walking in alignment with what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. And whenever we're not, we always feel it internally. You might be able to ignore it for a little while, mm -hmm. but internally that compass is always there to tell you that something is off. So we are 
in tune and connected to our dreams. It's that decision that we make. Yes. What holds people back? What, what, what forces us to make mm -hmm. the decision that I'm not going to follow that yeah. path. I'm going to stay on the safe or the well-known mm -hmm. or... Yeah. So I specialize. It doesn't mean that I can't help men because I do, mm -hmm. but my burden passion is for women, right? Mm -hmm. And so specifically for women, it is that by nature, we nurture everybody else's dreams. We are nurturers, that's who we are, right? Okay. And so a lot of times we spend so much of our space and energy, our resources, in being able to help other people build, whether it be our children, our spouses, mm -hmm. our friends, our parents, our whomever, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so because you busy yourself with so much of that, you often begin to put yourself on the back burner and so you don't even, you're not even thinking about that. And so, but when you do, there's a guilt sometimes that can rise up and cause conflict in your heart and in your Girl, mind spaces. Girl, I, I take your word for that because I, I don't have that <laughs> you're at like, all. Don't, it doesn't mm -mm. exist. Mm -mm, not for me. And so for you, when you think about not having the guilt, what is it that rises up in you that's like, mm-mm, this is my path and I'm going to make this happen? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is that for you? It's not wanting to stay where I currently am. There you go. Because once I become comfortable, once mm -hmm. I know what I know, mm -hmm. and I can perform my work or I can perform whatever my hobby is with my eyes closed without even thinking or breathing about it, then it's time for me to up level. It's time yeah. for me to get into a space to where it's a bigger space. Mm -hmm. There's more for me to learn. There's more for me to to offer the world, I guess. Absolutely, and what's so great about that is that because that is the space that you live in, mm -hmm. you end up becoming a shining star for other people, whether it be men or women, to be able to say, tag, what is it about her that she's able to make all this stuff happen? Okay. And so that's the stuff, whether it's in me, whether it's in you, that we, are, we end up being able to be an example for other people to say, look, come on now, you can do it too. What do our dreams tell us about our core selves? Yeah, so I think in terms of our core self, right? Mm -hmm. And so whenever I think I don't like working out at all, but when I have gone to work out, right? The thing that I know my trainer tells me is that we're gonna work on that core, right? Okay. Because the core is where everything else exudes from. And so when I think about your dreams and what, and to your question, what does it tell us about our core, right? Mm -hmm. That is the center of where we operate from. So the same way that I have a brain that helps me to process what I'm gonna do with my hands, what I'm gonna say with my mouth, all those things, okay. right? Okay. It kind of leads the way. I think our core for some people they call it gut intuition whatever it is mm -hmm. it is always looking to guide us to say hey this is the next step now just because our core is saying that yes. right and it's trying yeah. to give us direction it doesn't mean that you know back to one of the questions that you talked about that holds us back is fear okay. because what if my core is telling me to go left but I've always gone right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What if I've built, you know, this whole lifestyle for myself, and especially here in the DC metropolitan area, right? We have a lot of professionals who have, you know, gone the path, they checked all the boxes, they've done all the things, whether they are homegrown here in the DC area or they're transplants, right? Mm -hmm. So you've done all the things, you've mm -hmm. checked all the boxes, you've climbed up the ladder, you've gotten the house, you have the kids, you have the gated community, you have the stock funds, you have, you have it all in terms of what we might see as success. But what happens when the core says something's not right? Mm -hmm. What if that means I might have to leave where I am to go where I'm being called right now? That's a tough space to be in.
because especially if where I am right now has been part of my identity okay. and how people see me, mm -hmm. it doesn't, even though the core is telling me that, now I gotta make this shift to do something totally different. And then what happens if nobody else is along that path with me and nobody else gets it? <laughs> they don't think you're crazy. It's like, what do you mean you're gonna leave this good, this great job and all mm -hmm. these benefits mm -hmm. to go start your own thing? What? And not have a steady paycheck and not have all of the, the benefits that come with that. Mm -hmm. It's the what we call, we used to in um, corporate space, we used to call a long time ago, the golden handcuffs. And so those golden handcuffs, you know, even though they keep this chain sometime to one thing, okay. they're golden. And so it's hard to be able to release ourselves from it. So that core, we got to listen to it. How do you push people past that? Um, I think one is it's important to, when you feel that there's something that needs to be different, okay. just like with anything else, it's great to get a coach, right? And so that's not a plug for me, it's just a <laughs> plug period mm -hmm. for whether it's fitness, nutrition, whatever it is, when right. you feel like I need to make a shift, you, it's important to get somebody that can help you process through that's it. That's what I tell people all the time, the help is out there. It yes. doesn't matter what kind of help it is that you need, whether it's therapy, mental health, nutrition, yep. a life coach, even if you're just frustrated with your life right now, and you just need somebody to help you spread it all out on the table. Yes and help you build that house, that, that dream architect. Absolutely, absolutely. Or somebody that can help you beat emotional baggage, whatever absolutely. it is. There's never been a point in, in our time as it is right now where there are so many mm. people so many. that are open and out there to help people. Absolutely, and you know, along with the coach, so that's just one step, mm -hmm. right? The next is to do a check about who's in your circle. So when you're looking to go in a different direction or you feel like there's something more, there's a next level, like you need to level up, yes, right? Yes. That it's ready for you, that you gotta check your circle because if you're around people who, have, who are also in a comfortable space, you're not gonna have that nurturing or that push to say, girl, yeah, you better go. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that next step is, I believe you always know what the next step is. But we get stuck because we're trying to figure out the big old grand vision. And it's like, no, yes. what was the last yes. thing <laughs> that your core, your gut, God told you to mm -hmm. do? Go mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Versus trying to go from where you are now to the finished product. Exactly. Exactly. Just take that next step. The next in front step. Of you. The next step. And that's, you know, to your point, that's mm -hmm. what trips us up because the core or the guiding voice inside might be saying, hey, go do XYZ. Okay. And if you are a person that you're especially, which it can be me, that you want to control and you want to understand what everything is going to be, right? I often tell my clients, there's a book that I've never read the contents, but I love really good book titles. There is a book that's called Just Enough Light for the Step That I'm On, right? And what I love about this is that, again, I haven't read the book, but I've created my <laughs> own storyline for what it means, right? Okay. Is that okay. you're going to get just enough light for the step that you're on. If the entire staircase were to light up and if you saw the grand vision was up there but if you saw what you were going to have to get to for you step one and what was going to happen to you at step eight and step nine and there were going to be spikes and then there was going to be a big old drop in the staircase that steps 10 through 12 were missing and you're going to have to jump over and then step 14 had a big old guard dog there you'd be like mm -mm, I'm not taking that path and so it's important to not focus on what's there because that'll scare you and intimidate you and you'll okay. start to think about everything that you don't have mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. you stay complacent with where you are but that core is always beckoning and saying there's something more out here for me.
They say trust that gut because it is trust, never wrong. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll be right back with specifics on how Michelle helps her clients put their dreams together and the biggest transformation that she's seen in her clients. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Miss Michelle McKinney, the dream architect, and she is telling us how we all need to push past our fear. Yes. Yes. Got to. Just take the step that's in front. Just the very next step. What are some of the biggest transformations that you've seen in your clients? Oh, my gosh. So, um... There have been clients who have left there in this area. Again, I'll say they're good government job. And yes. I say it that way mm -hmm. because a lot of times in communities, that's kind of what's been passed on to us, that you never leave your good government job. Mm -hmm. So I've seen clients who have made that leap. And to see them flourishing now, a client in particular, she's getting deals with places like Home Depot and Home Goods and all these incredible brands. But she would have never allowed that to happen or seen where she is now if she wouldn't have taken that step. But the work that we did was helping to clarify what is the dream? Okay. What are the unique gifts that you have? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we get focused on the idea, well, somebody's already doing it, right? The market is so saturated, right? Yeah, so the market's right. saturated, so I can't do it. But nobody has mm -hmm. your unique gifts. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has the passion for a particular group of people or a cause the way that you do. Nobody else wants to necessarily solve the exact same problem that you have. So what I do with clients is we look at their unique set of gifts that they were born with. They didn't do anything to earn them. Okay. They were just born with them, but training and education just enhances it and takes it to the next level, mm -hmm. right? Then we look at their passion, that group of people that cause that just kind of burns them up, that when they see it done well, they're like, yes, that's it. Or when it's not done poorly, like, you know what, whatever I got to do to sacrifice mm -hmm. my time, my energy, my sleep, whatever, to be able to help this group, this cause. And it doesn't always have to be humanitarian work. It could be politics. It can be about great cooking or whatever it is. Okay. And then lastly, the problem that exists in the world. And then what I call that is your sweet spot. So hmm. we work to be able to look at those three specific areas, your gifts, your passion and problem that exists in the world, to understand what is your sweet spot. And from that, we create what I call a life purpose statement. And that life purpose statement embodies sort of like your guiding star. What any good, great company is gonna have is a mission statement. Yeah. And when you have that mission statement, it helps you to determine what you're gonna say yes to and what you're gonna say no to. And when you are a gifted person, okay. Everybody's gonna come to you with so many opportunities. It's easy to say yes, but it's harder to say no. And so being able to have that life purpose statement 
be, is able to give you some boundaries mm -hmm. and for you to be more intentional about where you're going to spend your time with who, what training or whatever it is. So are there some things that somebody should have in place mm -hmm. before they take the big jump? Yes. <laughs> I think I, you, this is this, but this is the deal though. I, I say yes on one side, but then on the other side, I've seen people who have just taken the jump. So typically, you know, there's always the thought that in terms of money in the bank and all those kinds of mm -hmm. things, you need to have that ready, right? Okay. At the same time, I have seen people take this crazy leap of faith. And it didn't mean that they just, you know, started to soar. It means that they may have had some bumps and bruises along the way, mm -hmm. but they were willing to take that calculated risk for where they believe that they needed to be and needed to move in that season of time. I think that it goes back again to having a really good support system okay. and a great support system doesn't mean that you have like 10 people that are around you. Mm -hmm. We were, um, my husband and I, we were adopting our daughter from Ethiopia about five years ago okay. and nobody else who looked like us was adopting from East Africa. And that's for a multitude of really good reasons, right? Um, just in terms of foster care that exists here in the U.S. and other families taking care of their um, relatives and things like that that were already in place. Okay. And so it was a scary path because it, no, it, the path really hadn't been forged yet, right? So we didn't have people in our corner right. to be able to say, look, this is what you do, this is how you make it happen. It started with one person, one family in Tennessee, Sarah and Nick Dubois, who were like, you know what, we're just gonna invest $300 just to be able to help you along your way. It started with that one person. After that one person, and we kept telling the story and we were passionate, people saw our passion behind it. Okay. Then we ended up one by one building this incredible community of people that one, we were able to educate about the opportunities that exist for foster care and adoption in the United States and outside of the US. But to be able to see that, yeah, we needed a support system and we would have loved to have a big old rallying group of people, but you gotta start where you are. And so I think, you know, to your question, I think it's great to be able to take inventory of what is it that you have in your hands. So before you take the big leap, mm -hmm. have an understanding of what's your baseline, where are you currently, so that you can start to create some sort of intentional plan about where you wanna go. Is the intentional plan, how much of it has to be complete before the person says, I don't know. My two week notice is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the intentional plan is, I think you need to at least have a vision written, right? Okay. I think that you should at least have, this is where I see myself going, right? Mm -hmm. So that you have an idea of how much money it might cost you. Okay. So if you're thinking that, you know, this is, I wanna leave my job, right? And I'm gonna give my two week notice example mm -hmm. that you gave, right? Mm -hmm. Let's take some inventory and let's understand, are you willing to take the risk of not having health insurance? You know, that's a, that's a reality mm -hmm. just because of the cost of healthcare because you might get sick. What is your plan for getting sick? So if you're willing to take the risk, then one thing that you could do is okay. say, what free opportunities or steeply discounted opportunities exist in my community that I would be willing to utilize for this period of time? 
How am I willing to downscale my lifestyle for a period of time? Because I don't know what's ahead down the road. Right. I don't know, you know, if I'm not going to get a client for a period of time. I don't know what money's going to come in. Um, and I think, you know, back again to being able to have somebody that you can sit transparently with that when the days are not good, because I can assure you <laughs> that there will be days that are not great. They are not peaches and cream. So to be able to have somebody mm -hmm. that is in your corner mm -hmm. that can sometimes just, you can just vent to, they don't need to have the solution all the time. Okay. And a lot of times we people are looking so well, let me give you the answer. No, no, no. Sometimes we just need a person just to be able to vent to. So I think being able to have some of those things at least in nice. place so that you know how much is this going to cost you? If you do you are you still planning to live in the house that you're in right now? Okay. And if so, do we have that in the bank at least? And again, it doesn't mean that just because all of those things are not in place mm -hmm. that you can't go. It just means that you're willing to take on a greater risk than somebody else's. So you have to figure out how risk adverse you are to be able to make that kind of a jump and that kind of a move. Have you ever to tell someone, mm, I don't think you should pursue that? I don't. And the reason okay. is sort of like if you go to, I, I look at my coaching practice as also any time that I spent with a therapist, mm -hmm. any therapist typically that I know that I've sat down with, mm -hmm. they don't give me the answer. Yeah. They help me to get to the answer that's already in here. And that's a, um, often what I tell my clients is that probably about 98% of what I'm going to help them uncover is not revelatory. Everything for the most part of what we're going to unpack and uncover mm -hmm. is already right in here. And so I think that, you know, that ends up being the, the tough place is that I might be thinking in my head like, girl, do you really think you can cook really well? <laughs> but I have to allow people to be able to come to that decision. It's sort of like sometimes with my children is that a lot of times I want to tell them, no, that don't make sense, right? <laughs> okay. And sometimes I do, but there are other times where I'm like, they want to find out for themselves, but let me help guide them and oh. ask the questions. Because a lot of times when somebody tells us no, it's just like in, if when you're young and you're dating a guy, right? If your parents say, I forbid you to date him, what's going to happen? You have an even growing we get interest. ready. Hang out hard. We there you go. Every day. Exactly. So when we tell people they can't have something, mm -hmm. the desire in us burns even more to want it. So I don't see it as my job necessarily to tell you that, no, you can't go do that. But what I will do is ask you exploratory questions so that I can understand what's underneath it. Because a lot of times what will happen is that what's really underneath what you're saying you want to do okay. is not necessarily what you're saying with your mouth. And so that's sort of like the excavating work that I try to help clients to do is because we can say that I want th one thing and the question I've been, I end up asking them is, what do you really want? That is the most frustrating process. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a couple of coaches mm -hmm. and them just sitting there asking questions. I'm like, that's not why I hired you. <laughs> I need to know how this works. Mm -hmm. Tell me how this process mm -hmm. or teach me this skill. Absolutely. Not just sit there and ask me questions because I don't have that kind of money. You don't right. have that kind of time. Right. So my background. So how do you fast forward some people that 
maybe a little thicker in the skull than others. No, 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 no. What you're saying is absolutely fair. So let me give a, a little bit of share what my background is okay. too. So for about 20 years, I was an executive assistant working with senior executives at some incredible brands um, globally, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing that I have done is strategic planning. And so I've sat at the table, I've watched them, I watched our board of directors, just different people sit at the table to understand what is the vision, right? So the work that I do, it's not necessarily just asking questions. Any of my clients can tell you, I love a whiteboard. I love a whiteboard <laughs> and, a, and a dry erase marker. It's my favorite, right? So what we're doing is I'm asking questions, mm -hmm. but we're also using strategy to figure out how to get from here to there. So if it is that there's an idea that's kind of ruminating in your head or in your heart space about this is what I, what I desire to do, I'm asking the questions because I also want to get down to what is the root stuff of what you really, really desire. And then we're using what I talked about before, those gifts and those passion and that purpose to understand what is it that makes you so incredible and how can we leverage that so that at the end of the day, you will be in a better position than anybody else that's doing what you do. So it's sort of similar to, you know, the work that you do. There are plenty of people who do, you know, talk shows and different things, but nobody can do it the way that you do. Nobody else has the vision that you have and who you desire to reach. So understanding where is it that you want to go and us working together to be able to create a strategic plan on how to get from here to over there, mm -hmm. that's the work. And the questions are just more so the tool to be able to understand what's in your head and your heart because I'm not in your head and your heart to be able to see yeah. what's the, the underlying stuff, the meat. Have you ever met or worked with a client that you prefer did not come back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because what I've learned now, um, having done this for a little while, okay. is that I have to trust my gut, my core, my intuition of when a person's not going to be a great fit. And so for me, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to do the work. Because it's not going to be, as I tell clients, it's not going to be us just sitting and chatting. We're going to sit and chat, but we're going to work at the same time. And in between the sessions, there's some work that's going to be required of you to be able to dig deeper and pull some things together, whether it be customer profiles or whatever it is in terms of the people that you want to serve. And so that target market that, avatar. Woo, you know it. Mm, <laughs> it mm, is so mm, key. Mm. The demographics and the psychographics of understanding who it is that you are called to serve so that you cannot just address what the problem is, but you understand what is their pain point. What's going to make that person say yes to you, invest or do whatever it is that you're called to action that you want them to do. And so when people are not ready in that space and you can get you, I typically get a feel for when they're not. And I'm like, I should have trusted my gut. So they're in those situations where I'm like, this is going to be frustrating for me and them this entire process. <laughs> And money is great, but money is not everything. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, what I get joy out of is the transformation. To see you have those aha moments, and not just have the aha moments, but to follow up with you and see you doing the work and you living out that thing that you desire the most. Living out that thing that you desire the most. Yes. Coaching is necessary. There is nothing to it but to do it. You make following your dreams difficult, when you follow your fear, mm. instead of following that still small voice down inside, it's that simple. What you've been through doesn't matter how many kids, the job you have, none of that matters. They're all excuses. 
To reach out to Michelle, visit dreamsunleashed.com. Remember, there's nothing to it but to do it. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out thatanitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode. Ah! Yay! Was it? Yeah. <laughs>